Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio. This is the Trade Exchange brought to you by Continental Tires. Engineered in Germany, proof in Australia. Trade up to Continental Tires. This trade period, Riley Beveridge and Kaltumi taking you through the next hour. It's been a big day so far, Cal. The first day of the trade period. The clubs are filtering into Marvel Stadium. Yeah, they are. They're filtering in and filtering out at this point. They don't spend too much time at Marvel Stadium today. The, the, the day's off. Every club doing their 10-minute, 15-minute <laughs> chats prescribed um, are gone. But clearly it's... Uh, it's good from our perspective to get everything out there on the table, mm-hmm. confirm everything we've been writing for three weeks, but uh, <laughs> twelve months. But there's no doubt that um, yeah, it's it's a valuable day in terms of getting um, on the front foot, and then they'll get back to Marvel next Wednesday, where the uh, final siren will be blown on the trade period. We've got a guest first thing ready to go on the trade exchange this morning. It is Sydney's head of football, Charlie Gardner. Charlie, thanks for joining us on Trade Radio. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me. Might just start with the Jake Lloyd deal announced officially this morning, a three-year extension to stay at the Swans. How much of a relief is it or how much satisfaction do you take from getting that one over the line? Yeah, we're really pleased um, to have Jake um, extended for, for the next three years. He's, a, he's an outstanding player and um, a general of our defence. He really sets us up in the back half and I know he's enjoyed uh, working with some some young guys, Nick Blakey, Justin McInerney, um, Robbie Fox, um, Ollie Florent, more recently in that in that back half, um, and he'll play a huge role uh, for us over the next few years. Charlie Cal Toomey, thanks for coming on for a chat. You've been in strong re-signing form because Tom, <laughs> Tom Papley's deal last week was a huge fillip for the club. Signs him through to twenty twenty eight, a five year extension, a year before he becomes a free agent. What does that say? Firstly, about Tom over the last three years since that, that trade request to Carlton in 2019. And, and secondly, about the Swans and, and how you've been able to create the best environment for him. Yeah, we're thrilled um, to have Tom recommit. Um, and you know, I probably should talk about Callum and, and Isaac um, in the same vein, who, who are you know, elite talent at our club who have committed um, for the long term. And, and that's something we're really excited about. Um, Tom's, you know, clearly established himself as a, a premier small forward in the comp, um, and the way he has approached his footy over the last um, 18 months to two years has been exceptional. Um, and and the way he's embraced the club and what we're doing, um, you know, I think we missed the finals in 2020, um, but he's been a, a huge catalyst um, for the development of our young team. He brings huge energy. Um, and I think it's it's a, a really positive sign for the club and, and our young group. They're very close. Um, they're, they're committed and I think all pretty confident in the direction we're heading, we're heading which is fantastic. Just on that, and, and we were speaking a little bit earlier about Carlton re-signing Harry Mackay for, for seven years today. He's, he was a pre-agent too. How much time and energy goes into getting these deals locked in before they hit their free agency year? Because as you mentioned, Cal Mills locked into 2029, I think it is. So a six-year extension before he even hits his free agency year. How much a strategy is that in terms of your club's mind? Yeah, a lot of a lot of thinking goes into them. Um, you know, these players are important parts of the future and, and obviously big big pieces of the puzzle that, that you want to get locked away and, and try and build your list around them. So, yeah, there's a fair bit of um, thought that goes into it. Um, uh, but... That obviously, you know, the player needs to be be happy and comfortable and, and confident in the direction the club's going, which um, which you know Isaac Callum and, and Tom 
um, clearly are, um, and that's a real positive for our club. I want to ask you about a few more uncontracted guys. Ryan Clark, there was an expectation that would be offered an extension over the weekend. Has that happened, and, and how close are you to getting a deal done there? Uh, yeah, we're talking talking to Ryan's management. Um, you know, we think he's he's shown the ability to, to play a really important role for us across the back half of this season. Um, so, yeah, we're in talks um, with him. Um, nothing, nothing to report as yet, but um, we'll continue to have, have those talks over the next week or so. What about Harry Cunningham, a free agent this year, but struggled to get back into the side second half of the season? He's got a deal on the table at the moment. Do you expect him to accept that? Oh, look, we're, ho- we're hopeful he will. Um, you know, Harry's um, been an important part of our squad for, for a number of years. Um, and you know, he's been a bit lucky, unlucky this year um, due to injury um, and, and the fact that we had um, very few changes to the squad in the back end of the season. Um, so, look, we're, we're optimistic that we'll get something done. Um, we're in talks with his management, so hopefully they progress over the next week or so too. Charlie, the Swans had a look at Griffin Logue, who's obviously decided to nominate uh, North Melbourne as his preferred destination. Will you continue to survey the market for, for key defensive options? Oh, look, we're, we, we don't think we're going to be all that active um, in the trade period at this stage. Certainly, um, you know, it can be unpredictable, but it doesn't look like we'll be all that active. We're, we're probably in a retention Phase um, at the moment, we're you know, focused on investing further in the in the young players we've brought in over the last three or four years, um, and we're we're really confident in that group. So, um, you know, I, I can't see us being overly active at this stage in the trade period. Um, we, we'll look to get involved if we can um, to improve our draft hand. Um, that's something we we might look at over the course of the, the week. But um, yeah, at this stage, I can't see us being overly active. Just on that, will you look to package up those those two first round picks? Because obviously, um, you, you picked up that extra selection that's tied to Melbourne's uh, finishing spot due to Jordan Dawson's move last year. So you've got a couple of picks there. Have you been in talks with clubs around turning two into one really high pick? Yeah, we feel like we're we're pretty well placed. We've got you know those two first round selections, as you say, and a second round selection. So um, yeah, we'll we'll listen to. To any offers that are out there um, and options to, to improve that and, and we'd even take a, a one to two year view of it as well um, into next year so you know there may be opportunities for us to help um, facilitate other deals clubs may be looking to get done um, so we'll look at that too. Charlie a few other guys we've been speaking a lot about contracts today a few other guys that are still without deals for next year Sam Naismith, Ben Bronk, James Bell, Lockie McAndrew where are they at and are they just likely to have to wait through the trade period to see where their, their future lies? Uh, Lockie McAndrew is actually contracted through next year um, so so he's not out of contract um, the other guys um, we haven't made calls on and um, we'll have to weigh up our, our list needs and, and list opportunities um, once we get through this trade period so we won't make decisions on those guys for a little while yet. You got one of your biggest contracts out of the way in grand final week with Lance Franklin finally signing that one-year extension. How did that deal come about? What was the sticking point in the end in negotiations with him? Oh, look, I don't think there was really a sticking point. I think um, ultimately it came down to Lance um, deciding what, what he wanted to do and, and what was best for him and, and his, his family. Um, 
And you know, we, we thought it was a really smart thing for him to, to hold off and wait until the end of the year and see how his body's feeling, um, you know, how the team how the team fared. And I think um, you know, towards the end of the year, he, he just got comfortable with um, wanting to go again. Um, his body held up remarkably well across the season. He had a, a fantastic season, kicking 50 goals again. Um, and I think he's genuinely excited about our young group and, and having another crack at it with them. So, um, yeah, I think I think that was that was the issue. It was it was Lance um, getting clear in his own mind what he wanted to do. Charlie, clearly we're a week and a bit on from the grand final defeat. How have the players responded to that? Obviously, as a club, you gathered last week for your best and fairest. How have you seen your group um, come together in the aftermath of that defeat? Yeah, we we all did a bit of hurting, Cal, last week. Um, you know, we were all bitterly disappointed at the result, but. I suppose what you try and do is, um, is put things in put things in perspective as, as quickly as we can, and, um, and and as disappointed as we all were, and, and knowing how hard it is to get to that that last day, um, and you want to make the most of that opportunity when you get there. Um, you know, we do need to recognise that um, you know we had an 18 win season. Um, we certainly improved on 2021. We had. Uh, a number of our young players take really big steps forward. Um, I think the other the other aspects we can't overlook is just how good Geelong were and how strong they were. Um, full credit to them. They were the best team all year, clearly, um, and they were fantastic on grand final day. But, um, you know, you look at their team, they had 12 players over 29 years of age. I think we had 12 players under 25 years and eight, eight of those were under 22. So... Um, when we stand back from it and the, and the dust settles, um, we, we've got a fair bit of optimism about where we're at and where we're going and, and probably most importantly, a strong resolve and, um, and desire to, to get better. And I think um, that's, that's shared throughout the group, our coaching staff and, and all of our staff. We're, we're, we're really positive and optimistic that, that we can get better next year and, and that's what we'll try and do. Well, Charlie, it's set to be a big 10 days for, for everyone in the AFL industry. I'm sure it will be for the Swans as well. Good luck with everything throughout the trade period, and thanks for joining us on Trade Radio. Thank you very much, guys.